Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. It is the comedy storytelling podcast that is recorded in the heart of downtown Toronto by me, Lindsay Mullen. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to this this podcast that comes out every second Monday, if all goes well. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Um, Buckle up for this fiery episode. Ooh, yeah, this one's spicy. Yeah, yeah. As you know, there is a new theme every single episode. And this episode's theme is hot tempers. Yeah! We're talking explosive, angry episodes. Yeah, because... That's an issue that overtakes some of us, if not all of us. I, for one, have a very hot temper. I lose my shit way more than the average person. To the point where I have been told that I should take anger management classes. And I've considered it. I got a wild temper. A hot Irish temper. Um, But in my defense... Um, I feel like my emotions are like a pendulum in that they swing wildly in all directions. Yeah, the pendulum is swinging far on every side with me. If I'm angry, I'm really angry. If I'm sad, I'm like, you know, on a bridge ready to jump. If I'm in love, then I'm, I'm just the most hopeless romantic quoting Shakespeare. If I'm... Um, being charming, well then, oh my god, I'm the life of the party. Can I get you a drink? Mmm, what is in this casserole? I'm a real charmer. Listen, guys, uh, when I am a thing, I commit hard to that thing. And anger, well, there's no exception. When it comes to anger, I fucking lose it. I'm not like, you know, I would never ever be physical with anyone. Uh, but emotionally, I'm just, I just, I just kind of explode like a volcano, you know? I think all of us have that. Although I think I'm mellowing a bit with age, I will say that. And you can ask my friends and family about that. And uh, some of them will agree with me. I'm mellowing a bit with age, a little more compassion. Um, but still, I'm a bit of a firecracker. This episode uh, made me feel a lot better because when you're a person with a hot temper, you you often have shame that follows every angry um, episode that you experience. A deep well of shame. You feel bad for losing your temper, for letting it get the best of you. And um, this episode made me feel better because it made me feel human for having these problems because... The stories on today's episode, oh, people are so angry. Okay, so I won't tell you too much because the stories are great and I'd rather jump into them. And my shame is keeping me from telling you too many angry anecdotes from my life. But I will share one (laughs) just because it's so stupid. I was in a blind rage one time. I was um, uh, dating... Uh, the man who is now my best friend. We broke up many years ago and we're the best of friends. 
and it's and it's lovely now. But for a time, my friend Gavin and I dated for three years. He's in episode one, if you're curious. He has a he has a very charming British accent, and uh, you know it's very posh. And um, he's from London. It's kind of posh, kind of not. I don't know. Uh, but he has this English accent, and uh, we got in a fight when I was like, oh, I want to say 19 years old. And we got in a massive fight, and he was, you know, you know, saying something to me, rebutting some shitty thing I said. I don't remember what we were talking about, but... Um, his voice, it was just grating on me. And yes, you know, there's a certain condescending tone people have when they're in an argument. But for some reason, because Gavin has such a lovely upper crust, posh accent, it was really grating on me in that moment. And without thinking, I stupidly shouted at him, Will you quit talking in that stupid fucking accent for five seconds? <laughs> oh my god, I was so angry and I screamed it at his face. And he, he burst out laughing so hard. And to this day, he will not let me forget it, that I said that in that one argument. Anytime we're with a mutual friend... He has to tell them that story, and it's absolutely humiliating. It makes me sound like such a fucking asshole. And, uh, it's, yeah, he still finds it funny. I don't know. I really needed him to stop talking. <laughs> Seriously, you had to be there, okay? You had to be there. Yeah. Oh, God, I feel embarrassed right now. Okay. Uh, let's just move on to the quote of the episode, because we all love that part, right? So I was thinking about anger, and I'm like, who's famous for losing their temper? And of course, I thought of none other than John McEnroe, the professional tennis player who is famous for his antics on the court. You know, if you don't know who he is, I mean, he was big in the 80s and he would just lose his shit on the ref, on on the crowd, players, everyone. He just, he was so fun to watch. I'll be honest, sometimes at night I will go on YouTube and I will just watch compilation videos of John McEnroe losing his shit. It's fantastic. Here's a quote that I found. John McEnroe apparently yelled this, it seems, in 1992, and he yelled it at a innocent bystander. Yeah, this was at an innocent bystander, and the quote is, You got any other problems besides the fact that you're unemployed, a moron, and a dork? Wow. Man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Seriously, do yourself a favor. <laughs> YouTube John McEnroe. All right. Let's get into our stories of people just losing their temper and being momentarily psycho. 
we all do it, so don't you judge. If you're listening right now, don't you judge. We've all been there, okay? And if you're one of those people that's like, I never lose my temper, well, you know what? It might do you some good just to go fucking crazy someday. Just let it all hang out. Don't hurt anyone, but you know, If you've been repressing every angry impulse you've ever had, that's going to give you an ulcer, okay? So, lose your shit. Lose your shit on some stranger that deserves it. (sighs) Okay, don't take my advice. All right, let's jump into our first story. sitting with Eric Amber. Eric Amber is a comedian and we're sitting in a furniture store right now that his family owns and I'm surrounded by chairs and beds. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. It was my, it's my fallback. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I uh, grew up in the furniture business wow. and then I thought, I don't want to be in the furniture business. And then I ran off and did comedy. Yeah, you were like on the fringe circuit for years, busking, you've gone into movies even, producing. A little bit of everything. Yeah. With, you know, modest success, but I had a great time doing it. And uh, then I had to uh, fall back and start selling furniture again because I have a child and that's number one priority. Priorities. Yeah, of course. Priorities. You know, it's one thing to travel around and sleep on sofas. And do comedy and make people strangers laugh, but when you have a little one that you know that you have to care for, then everything else changes. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm literally staying on a couch and <laughs> traveling around. But one day, no, maybe I'll you're have living a, it. You're maybe living I'll have it. Have a baby. Yeah. Oh. You're, no, you're li- you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Good. I think. Great. Yes. So now, you, and you don't need to hear it from me, but you are on the right path. That does make me feel better. I question a lot. Um, so, you have a great story. You're known for being someone who, uh... I'm gregarious. Gre- that's, yeah, gregarious. I'll put the words you in all, your mouth. You, you know, sometimes can blow your stack, which I love because I blow my stack, yeah. too. Um, it's because I grew up with, uh, carny parents. Oh, right. My parents were in the circus. Uh, I was born in the circus. And, uh, they, uh, my father was, you know, came from the war. He was a refugee from the war and my mother was uh was sent to orphanage when she was five so both of them like grew up really like uh how you'd say without love in their lives you know and so yeah. like, and they found each other and uh, so there's like a re- they were real kind of like uh um hard edge kind of people so and you're now in a very emotional and explosive uh kind of family i mean i just saw oh, yes. had renee on the last episode great friend of mine also very uh, you know, big personality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Growing up in that home, uh, it, it, I think it just, you know, shaped who I am. That doesn't mean I'm not an asshole. Like, I know that I'm an asshole, <laughs> right? In fact, if I was to write a bio, when you write your bio, you just say, Eric Amber, comedian, um, filmmaker, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that I am. I, but I, nobody grows up wanting to be an asshole. It's just sort of like, oh, you become one. And I think it's partly because of the life experiences that I've had. And... 
yes, I, I, I'm like nice, 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 and then extremely not nice when I'm pushed to that point. For sure. So you had an incident on an airplane. Yes, and I feel like I need to like qualify this story <laughs> before I tell this story because okay. as a comedian traveling the world, um, I noticed that you know Canada Canadians mm-hmm. have a reputation for being really polite. You know, I think almost too polite. Sure. Um, polite to the point of like. Um, you guys like there's a psychological problem here like just like yeah just like smile and grin and they never say what they really mean and I'm like so and after 10 years of living in Australia especially in the formative years like I moved there when I was 19 Mm -hmm. and did comedy there till I was about 27 28 29 Um, and when I came back to Canada I realized that I had developed an extremely sort of Australian sort of sensibility you know and Australians uh, love to you might have heard this expression they love to take the piss yeah yeah right and especially if they like you like if they like you yeah, you're someone that should have been an Australian I should have been an Australian yeah, yeah. Uh, if they like you and they they want to be friends with you mm-hmm. what they do is they uh, they take the piss out of you they tease you you know and that's a sign of friendship it's uh, also a sign of like seeing how you know what kind of person you are Mm-hmm. Like, if you can handle a little teasing, then you're all right. You know, if you can't handle any teasing, then you're st- like, what the fuck is wrong with you? you know, like, <laughs> and so uh, I, I learned to take the piss. I learned, you know, to tease them as much as they teased me, right? And so when I came back to Canada, I, I would tease people and I, I could see it on their faces. I could see, like, it just, like, upset people, you know? And, uh, and I thought, what the hell's going on here? What's, you know, I thought, am I just an asshole? Well, yes, I'm an asshole. But also, like, I realized that I'm not, I, I don't always fit in this, like, sure. know, I don't fit in, in where I live. And you can see it and you, on a greater level. And what I, to explain it to your audience, um, like, take Tim Hortons, for okay. example, right? You know, millions of people in Canada every day drink coffee at Tim Hortons, right? But, you know, Tim Hortons is probably the worst coffee on planet Earth. Yeah. It's like garbage. It's like, it's below garbage. It's, I would say, without question, the worst coffee on planet Earth, right? And yet, Canadians fucking just drink that shit. And then no one ever says, and they're too polite to say, this coffee sucks, right? <laughs> right? They just keep drinking it because they're, so, they're too polite to say anything, right? And, uh, and that's always bothered me. I'm like, does anybody else know? Because does anybody else see that this, this is shit? Right? It's like when you like, does anybody else see this? Sometimes I wish this wasn't a podcast because your hand gestures are half the story. Yeah. You have great hand. He's pointing at beds with no one in them. Yeah, going, yeah. Do you see this? Just, you see this? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the emperor has no clothes kind of scenario. Right? Sure. Right? So like I've always felt like that's what, that's where my comedy comes from. Like going like, does anybody else re- recognize the ridiculousness of this situation here? Right? Right. Um, so... Now that we have a disclaimer, right, so what that, happened on this plane? So, okay, so that, the reason I, I established that is so that you understand the kind of person I am, right? Sure. Sort of like, I get, I, you know, I'm nice, but to a point, right? Uh-huh. I'm not, but I'm not your typical Canadian in that like, oh, I'll just keep taking it and keep smiling. At one point, I'm going to snap and I'm like, fuck you. This is like, I've had enough of this, right? Right. And so <clears throat> on one particular flight many years ago, uh, I'd say almost 10 years ago, um, I was um, flying from Calgary to uh, Toronto, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the red eye, you know? So the oh red boy. eye, it leaves at midnight, 1230. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then lands, and we're like two hours behind Toronto, so you're arriving bright and early, 6.30, you know, Toronto time. Right. So, and I thought, well, I have to be there in Toronto, I'm gonna take the red eye. And what happens is that we get stuck on the tarmac for four hours, right? So like, not only we get on the plane, right? And it's like a WestJet flight. And so in WestJet flights, 10 years ago, like they're really small seats, yeah, right? And there's no onboard entertainment, right? And there's no food and it's like, 4.30 in the morning, and we're all really tired, right? Yeah. And uh, we've, you know, like, by the time we leave, we should have been there already, you know? Right. And so, and then, of course, WestJet, they keep the flights really cold, right? So that they can sell you blankets for $5, right? <laughs> right. And I was just like, I was freezing. I was freezing, and I just like, and I had my arms inside my sweater, Okay, so we have to describe this visual. Yeah. So, so the the loose um, uh, arms of the sweater. The loose arms of the sweater are yeah. just hanging loose, no hanging hands in them. By my side. Yeah, like when, like, a, like, like almost like when you're a girl and a guy puts a suit jacket over top of your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And you like, don't put your hands through the sleeves. I was gonna say a thalidomide child, like, but you're, 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 I'm more of a romantic. <laughs> you're more. Right? That's right. Okay. So I'm freezing and I'm like got my hands inside my sweater, like you know, and and uh, I'm just hugging myself, right? I'm the only person giving myself any love, and then like, and I finally doze off to sleep, and then like I wake up violently, and there's a woman shaking me, and it's the uh, onboard. Um, Flight, Air, attendant. flight attendant yeah. and she's like we're about to land sir we're about to land right and you're like you gotta like get prepared for landing and I said oh yeah and I'm like probably drooling I'm like like you know swollen eyes you know like that really sort of disgruntled ugly tired yeah. thing that you know that some people get uh, and I, I was half you know I was coherent and I agreed and I was like I'm like yeah 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 so I sat up and she says you have to you have to like put your seat up, you know, to the upright position, right? For landing, right? Because it's, I'm not entirely sure why they need this, but like, that's their procedure. They, they ask go through, a lot of things. They make, ask a lot of things, right? So they're like, put your seat up, right? So I was like, yes. So I press the button and the seat goes up and then I relax and she says, oh, and your seatbelt, you gotta put your seatbelt on. And I was like, oh yes, of course, seatbelt, seatbelt on, right? And she says, and the tray. And the tray, sir, you gotta put the tray up. And I said, yes, yes, of course, the tray. And I put the tray up. And she says, and the bag, sir, your bag? You gotta put the bag underneath the seat in front of you. And I'm like, yes, 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 right? The bag under the seat in front of me. And then she says, and your sweater, sir. And I said, what? And she says, your sweater. What? I said, what about my sweater? And she's like, you gotta put your sweater on properly. And I was like, what do you mean I gotta put my sweater on properly? What are you talking about? And she's like, your sweater, sir. You're not wearing your sweater properly. You gotta put your sweater on properly. I was like, and I just like, that's when, that, that's when like the snap happened. I'm like, and I yelled. I am like, I can wear my sweater any goddamn way I want. Oh my God. Right, and that's when like everybody. Wait, how long has this interaction been in real time? Do you think by the time this part happens? Well, I mean, if you add the the time that it takes to do the actions, like it's not much more than this interview, right? It's just like, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but she's like, she's, but to me, to me, like, the asking me to wear my sweater properly, I was just like, what are you talking about? Like. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know, I'm tired. It's like we've been on this flight for eight hours. I'm like, I'm discombobulated. I just like, I'm cold. I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I've done everything you wanted me to do, right? I just like, what's what? She's like, sir, I'm t I'm not gonna ask you again. 
right? Put your sweater on properly. And I was like, good, don't ask me again, right? And that's when like all the heads in the airplane just sort of pop up like gophers in a field and they're all like turning and looking at, they're like, uh-oh, right? <laughs> There's like trouble on the aircraft. Right? God. This is like one of those moments that you're like, this, you know, this guy's gonna get arrested. <laughs> this is right? gonna be a taser, it's gonna be on right? the news. This is, this is gonna oh be God. it. And then she says, sir, uh, she says, sir, um, what's your name? And I said, 9E. <laughs> look it up, bitch. No, you. I did. What? I did. I called her a bitch. You said, look it up, bitch. <laughs> right? And. And then she just looked at me, and I'm oh looking at her, God. and I got my arms inside my sweater, and my arm flaps are just like there. And she just, like, doesn't say anything. She just turns, and she storms down the aircraft, and everybody, you could just feel it. You could feel every <laughs> asshole on the plane just, like, clench, right? And then we, and it, the plane is silent, because I've just called the flight attendant a bitch in front of, like, a hundred-plus people, right? And it's just, we land in silence... We get off in silence, oh right? And then like, and as I'm getting off the plane, I'm thinking, my, I'm gonna get arrested. I, figure, I, I know I'm gonna get arrested, right? Yeah, I guess that would happen. Well, I mean, and like, I don't know why, because it's like, the, is what, it the charge? What, what would the, the charge be? Like, is it illegal to like <laughs> flop, floppy sweater? I'm like, yeah, and so maybe that's why she's just like, you know. And then, but like, we stare. It was like a stare off. It was. Oh, a you have to walk out and I, do the I, like. I had to walk out, oh, and we no. look, and, and like she's staring at me, and I'm staring at her. Right, and I was like, and then I just like, have a nice day. <laughs> oh, you did. Because right? I'm an asshole. Oh, Jesus. So, and uh, that's, and you know, I know that probably in today's, you know, like that's post that that is a post 9/11 story, right? Like that's like that didn't happen before 9/11. You're like, oh, back in the day, you know, when you could just like. I know that's why I was nervous in the story because I'm like, I get so freaked on airplanes. And anytime anything happens, even if it has nothing to do with us being in the air, I'm like, what's going on? I would be the gopher person. I'd be like, why is what, why are they uh, why are we not on the same page about going to where we need to go? Yeah, <laughs> It'd be very stressful. It is stressful. Too much going on. Well, especially the the security. Yeah, we might think you're the crazy guy. You're you still pretty young. You know, you're what twenties. You're still in your twenties. Oh, you're sweet. Yes, I am. But it's just, I'm holding on. 29. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're still in your 20s. So, like, you uh, were a pretty young person when 9-11 yes. happened, right? So, uh, you probably don't remember. I do remember. Three, uh, you know what I do remember? I got to sit on the pilot's lap. I okay. got to do one of those, which would never happen. No, it can't happen anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember, um, like, this, this, the security measures today mm -hmm. are just, like, beyond... Like comprehension now. When you like, you look at the way things were and the way things are now, and you're like, "Holy smokes!" You're it's right. Like, I don't remember the actual security. Part. Oh yeah, no, I remember yeah. it very clearly. And even when I was just like 1920, like it was so relaxed. It was just a relaxed thing. You go to the airport, you hang out, you joke around. Now it's just like you got to keep your mouth shut. It's really, really stressful. It's really you know, like and like the way that you have to like remove all your baggage and put it through the thing and like you get swabbed and like it's it's crazy times but now. even beyond uh the 9-11 thing sometimes i think wow how were we all able to be so chill for so long so much could go wrong <laughs> like i mean like i mean obviously so some things did go wrong yeah, yeah exactly I, d I sometimes i'm 
Um, I mean, I don't like the intense pat down. I'm just saying. Sometimes I'm like, we were so chill. Yeah, no, and there's like, I'm sure there's a lot of people like me who are like, you know what, who get like a little frustrated at like things that don't make any sense. Yeah. Things don't make any sense anymore. Like, I think everything is upside down. I think the world is backwards right now, you know? I'm gonna ask you a question just yes. in relation to your amazing story on the airplane. Yes. Um, do you feel as you've gotten older and now you have a daughter and, and you know, time changes you, do you feel like you've mellowed as you've gotten older or do you think it gets more intense? That kind of burst of, what the fuck's wrong with this world? I understand my feelings more now. That doesn't necessarily mean that they've changed. Right. It just means that I understand where it comes from. You know, I used to just like get mad and not be able to explain why I'm mad and then people just say well that guy's just crazy which is just a, a flippant and disrespectful way of just disregarding that person's like concerns mm -hmm. right when someone calls someone crazy oh that guy's just crazy it's like it's flippant but nobody ever says hey why are you upset you know but now I feel like I can understand why I'm frustrated. I can understand why, you know, that I'm angry. Yeah. So to answer your question, have I changed? Have I mellowed? Maybe in the terms of like how to sort of un uh, unpack it after. Unpack it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is why I'm upset. This is why I'm frustrated. You this know? is something I face because I blow my stack. I get called crazy. I get all the kind of words, and I always feel like there is. Not enough said to people who either repress or act passive-aggressive or are neglectful. They don't get the same stigma that someone with a temper gets. Yeah, no, it's true. Even though I think you could argue they're causing just as much pain and suffering in or a different more. way. Or more. Yeah. I think that passive-aggressive uh, tendencies work in the short term because you haven't had a confrontation. But then after the fact, you're like, well, that person's just lying. They're not really... Try like, at least you and I. You know, I don't want to lump you in in with no, me, but I, I, people I, who like sometimes lose their temper, at least they're trying to express something. You know, and, not holding it in. Yeah, and people will always know where they stand with you. Yeah, there is a weird thing where yes, it it has its drawbacks and it's not great, and we can all learn to be more patient. But no one in my life can ever say. I don't know how she feels if, about me. I don't know if she really secretly thinks I'm an asshole. Right? Right. Right. I, I hear you. And your good friend, the flight attendant, knows exactly how you feel. Well, you know, we weren't very close to begin with. <laughs> but I, I, I never understood what, like, maybe if she had told me, like, look, there's a, um, because your arms are outside of your sweater and if we crash land, you know, and you get, and then like, you're, you know, you wake up and your arms are like restrained, you won't be able to find the door. You know, like maybe if she told me the reason why, like, you need to put your sweater on properly, but like telling me I'm not wearing my sweater properly. And I was just like, well, I don't care. Go she, fuck yourself. She was on a power kick. Yeah. And she ran into the wrong passenger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to tell you what to do. And then I'm like, yeah, well, no. Well, I think what profession you go into sometimes says either what your fear is or what you're searching for. I mean, if you become a, a principal or a teacher or a flight attendant, you get to tell people what to do. 
all the time. Right. Oh yeah. So then they go, oh, I I can just be like this now. It's they're they're encouraged to be like that, which is actually probably a healthy outlet for them if they're gonna be like that. Like you know, for me, I need a lot of attention. So being an actor is probably a good idea. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Well, you, you, I think you're a very successful and talented oh. young lady, and I think that uh, you're definitely in the right field because uh, uh, I've witnessed your talent, and I think oh. that you're excellent at what you do, and I think I encourage you to keep doing it. Thank you, Eric. Well, I see that, I see, you're not an asshole. I'm, see, I, I am an asshole, but I also have a nice side. I also just call, I'm that guy that calls bullshit a lot. Yeah. You know? And I know that I'm not always right. I know that. Uh, but uh, I feel like, but also because that's a part of my humor. I'm like, this is bullshit, mm -hmm. right? And why doesn't anybody else see it? And yeah. I feel like as Canadians, we're way too passive aggressive and we never, we don't call bullshit enough. So, you know, I know this is a short interview, but that's what I say. You know what? <laughs> Let's call bullshit. Okay, good. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you for asking me to do it. I mean, I know that you've had... You basically ran out of people to talk to. And that's, so that's not what, what happened. <laughs> okay. I tracked you down finally. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I am sitting with Martin Dockery. Hello. Hi. How are uh, you doing? Good. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we're, in, we're in Brooklyn. I know. Where you live. On set. <laughs> yeah. Location, <laughs> rather. Yes. I've... I've I, uh, I'm not from here. You're from here. Yeah. Your whole life? Yeah. Well, I, I grew up uh, in the suburbs of New York City, but I've been living in Brooklyn for 25 years, so I feel very much of Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very nice. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just here visiting. You are a storyteller, um, a performer, a king of the fringe circuit. You are always doing one-man shows, and they're always really good, and they're always hard to get a ticket for because they uh, become the hit of the fringe. I, 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 I wish that were always true. It's sometimes true. It's sometimes true. Listen, we're making yeah. you sound great. Yeah, why not? But yeah, it's true. It's true. It's 100% true. Yes, yes. Okay. So, Martin, you have a story about losing your temper. Yeah. This isn't yeah. from one of your shows, so I'm excited to... This is just from your life. No, yeah. I've never told this story to, you know, to an audience or anyone like that before, because I don't think it necessarily reflects very well on me. Yeah, you're not the hero of this story, I'm guessing. I'm not the hero of this... No, no. I don't, no, I don't know if there is a hero necessarily of this story, um, but... Uh, uh, should I start telling it? Do you want to hear Please. it? Please. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I I ride my bike everywhere in New York City. I love riding a bike. I don't do it for exercise. I do it to get places. And the thing about uh, cyclists, I believe all cyclists. I have not interviewed them all, but like we are a very self righteous bunch of people because yes. we are not driving. We're not consuming fossil fuels. We're exercising. We're making our own way through the city. <laughs> and so there's a lot of, of pride in what we're doing. And uh, I was making my way across the Brooklyn Bridge coming from Manhattan oh to Brooklyn. And the, uh, the walkway in the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge is over 100 years old. I don't, I, I don't even know if they had bicycles back then or pedestrians for that matter. It's a very old bridge. And so in the very middle uh, walkway is now split in two, one path for pedestrians, one side for cyclists, but the entire width is probably like eight feet wide. So like four feet for pedestrians, four feet wide for cyclists. But tourists, as they're walking across the bridge, they don't know this. They don't realize that there's a bike lane and there's a pedestrian lane. And 
everybody in every city, every local person has a certain disdain for tourists. You can't help it. It's just part and parcel of being a local in a place yeah. that you just feel superior towards people who are not from there. You add that to the fact <laughs> that I am riding a bicycle already feeling self-righteous and that everyone else walking on the Brooklyn Bridge is a tourist. I am so vastly above anybody else <laughs> in status and, and everything else. So I'm riding across the bridge and I'm, I'm doing what I do is I'm, I'm going a bit too quickly. And, and there are people in the bike lane and I am just sort of yelling at them to get out of the way and just going very fast and sort of scaring them a little bit. I, sure. Because I'm so in the right all the time when I'm on my bike. It, but cyclists in Toronto are, like, are the same way. Yeah, I think cyclists everywhere. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we, they really get upset at Uber drivers. Like, how dare you? We get so little space. How yes. dare you come yeah. into the bike lane? Exactly. How dare yeah. everybody for doing anything who's not on a bike? <laughs> so I'm going towards these two tourists who, who look very sweet. Okay? You ask if there's a hero of the story. Maybe they're the heroes. I don't know. They're very sweet. And I'm, I just suddenly am yelling at them. And I like the look of fear that people have when they look up and they see me barreling down towards them on a bicycle. I am in the right don't forget that. I'm in the bike lane. And they look up at me and have that moment of fear. And I am not going to hit them, okay? But I'm going to get very close. And so I'm going fast and I yell. And then the guy of the couple, they both jump in different directions. And whatever, the guy just freaks out in, in that moment of panic and just jumps in front of me. Just into my, where I was going instead of out of the way. So I swerve and I miss him. Okay? Were you trying to scare them? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Said I don't look very good in this story. That's all right. So I swerve. I have to swerve now. And I lose control of the bicycle. <gasps> and I wipe out. And I go sprawling down. Uh, not, not off the bridge, of course. That, no. would, be a, that would be a story. No, no just onto the ground. <laughs> I do not get hurt in the least. I'm fine. But my pride... Right, my pride is crushed. And and all the other tourists and everybody's just looking at me like an idiot on the ground now. And this rage, this inexplicable rage that I am afraid lurks beneath the surface of perhaps every one of us. May we pause for just a moment? Yeah. Uh, what would you say? We don't know each other super well. Yeah. Your temperament. Are you a person who loses their temper no, often? I'm so easygoing. So I You're would like to chill. believe yeah. I'm very chill. I believe I'm affable. I I, I don't let things get to me too much, which is why this particular incident has sort of revealed to me that I am as capable, perhaps, as anybody out there of just losing their mind out of nowhere and, and then being not responsible for what happens next. So what did you do? Just so, start screaming? So I jumped up, okay? And this is the problem that I have when I get angry, which doesn't happen much. But in, when I have uh, altercations with other people is, uh, Lindsay, I don't swear. I don't swear. Really? Okay, yeah. I just made a decision when I was very small. I'm not going to swear. And I don't. There's no religious reason. I just, just don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but it makes it very difficult for me to get into fights with strangers because I don't have the words to throw at them to express my anger. So what comes out of me is often very sort of soft and not doesn't sound very penetrating as much as I would like. It doesn't, it's not wounding, which is what you want when you have you're words, angry, when you're yeah. angry, you know? So I jump up and I'm, I'm angry and I, and I start walking towards him and I'm just yelling at him, this is a bike lane. And I'm just yelling that. I'm like, this is a bike lane. And I'm saying it again and again. And he's saying, sorry. He's saying, sorry, sorry. And I 
I'm marching towards him and I get to him and I don't even know what I'm doing. And I, I, but I realize I have to do something that just yelling at him, this is a bike lane is, is not enough. And, I, and I'm feeling like I need, so I, then I reach over his shoulders and I grab his coat that he's wearing, like I, I halfway down his back, I grab his coat and I pull it up and over his head and down the what, front like, of him. Like a hockey fight? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, what like, you do in hockey. I guess, I've never played the... hockey. I guess, yeah, like it's just instinctual. <laughs> so I pull his coat over him and I and then I start yelling at him and I'm asking him, what planet are you from? Is what I'm saying over and over again. Because I, as if the implication is that if he were from Earth, he would know this is a bike lane. And so I'm confused <laughs> as to what other planet must he come from where they don't have bike lanes? That's the only excuse. So I'm yelling at him, uh, what planet are you from? And I've got his coat held down. I'm just yelling this through this. I can't see his face anymore. I'm just yelling it through the coat. What planet are you from? And he's within the coat. He's just saying sorry a lot. Oh yeah, he's God. just saying sorry a lot. Well, his girlfriend's standing next looking surprised is the mild way to put it. And, and then in an instant, my rage dissipated. And I suddenly realized that I was being crazy and I didn't know why exactly I was doing what I was doing, but all the adrenaline is still running through me. So I, in an instant, I just let go of his coat and I just started apologizing to him. And I just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong of me to do. And he's saying to me, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And I said, no, it's not okay. That was wrong and that's my fault and I'm very, very sorry. And he was like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. And then I'm standing there in front of him and I felt this like complete wave of like guilt and I felt terrible what I did. And so then I reached towards him and he's like cringes and then I grab him and I hug him. And I say, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and then he, he, he's, he's, he's making me feel better. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's, it's okay. It's okay. And then I let go of him. And I said, please have a good time in New York City. And then I walk back to my bike, pick it up, get on it, and then continue on my way. The entire, entire incident, 30 seconds from me riding my bike, feeling superior to me losing my mind to then me continuing on my bike, thinking that if nothing else, at least I've given him the story that he probably imagined one gets when one comes to New York of <laughs> meeting an insane New Yorker who he is now able to tell his friends back home, like, it's true what they say about people from New York. Oh my God. Yeah, that was it. That's the, that was it. I just kept, and then I just kept riding home. Oh my God! I can't believe it. I mean, either no judgment because we all no go, no we all judgment lose it. is judgment. We all, we all lose I know, it. but wow. Yeah, it was just it was just like this rage and that is just can't. It's never kind of you've never had an equal situation really with strangers. I've had I've had a couple other situations <laughs> like that. Yes, I have in my life. I have right, uh, and they often revolve around a bicycle. Um, sure. Uh, and what's what's uh, interesting and terrifying about it is just that to know that like that's just there, like that rage is just lurking there, waiting to be triggered. And then in that one moment when it triggers on, consequences are out the window. Like I don't care what happens, and I have an insight into other people who do like terrible things in a fit of passion and rage. Where I get it, they are like it doesn't matter what happens to me or anyone else. I'm do I'm angry. 
Yeah. And that's what... But why wouldn't that be there? All the other feelings are there. Why wouldn't that one be there too? I know, but I, I guess we like to believe that we are like e- evolved and we are in control and we're rational and we, you know, we don't let ourselves lose our cool over... And then, and then, and then just not only lose our cool, but then just be weird about it. This is the most cathartic uh, episode I've made so far. Just so you know, interviewing people about yeah. this particular thing, uh-huh. most cathartic. Yeah. Because that's the thing we all have shame and guilt about is when we like fly off the handle and act like a psycho. Yeah. That's the thing we feel worse about. I know, and and it's and it's 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 so uh, and it's alarming. I don't know. You, you're saying maybe it should be reassuring because all the other emotions are there. Maybe it's reassuring that I, I have that passion in me, but it, it certainly exhibited itself in a, in a, a rarefied manner in that instant. I, I wish that you were able to interview him. Uh, his girlfriend was standing the whole time with a video camera, but not videotaping it uh, because I'm sure I would have found out about it. <laughs> like, I'm sure that would have made its way around. And then, then my whole like career would have been ruined because there would have been a video of the insane man and everyone would be like oh dude that's you like so she just stood there in shock uh i can imagine when i wrote away the boyfriend must have been like did you get that and she was like no i didn't get that i didn't know what was happening oh my god so yeah thank you for sharing this well i know you feel guilt but like honestly yeah i think we've all been there yeah you've been there well i mean i I haven't pulled the the hockey sweater (laughs) move yeah i know (laughs) poor tourists just mining just admiring the beauty of manhattan skyline (laughs) yeah Okay, well, it's so good to have you on the show. Well, and, thanks, and Lindsay. I think you're a sweetheart. So well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd like to believe I am, but, but you know, it, yeah, if, if, if my bike's involved, watch out. Oh, Jesus. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Bye. Hello, I am with Two fabulous, funny ladies uh, who are joining me on the panel discussion all about hot tempers. And they're both smiling at me so big. Who could even imagine them ever being angry? I'm with uh, Trisha Black and Natalie Metcalf. Hello. 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 Uh, They are both (laughs) improviser, sketch comedians, actors, and both members of the current Second City Toronto main stage cast. You got it. That's correct. Yes. Uh, How are you both doing? So good. We're great. We just did an improv set after your show. Yes. We did just do an improv set. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Always. You were great. So funny. Oh, well, that's nice. So funny. I mean, we could go on about all the things we did in that improv set, but (laughs) no one would care. No, no one would care. And we will, I will make them, but it's so great to be included is all I'm saying. Um, Guys, we're talking about hot tempers today. you guys both told me before this interview <laughs> that you process internally, so I know I got the perfect guest for the show. Well, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can have a hot temper sometimes, not all the time. It takes, like, a lot to get me really riled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but you're not a yeller? Not a yeller. I've only yelled at one person in my whole life. Wait, your whole Pretty life? Pretty much, yeah. I've really? only yelled at one. You're in your 30s. How is that possible? Yeah, I've only, like, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, screaming at them. Like, scream yelling. I've only done it once. I'm a very much, like, a 
if there's an issue, I would rather discuss it and like just Who talk is about the it. Person that we okay, oh, there's only once in your life. It's only yeah. once. It's my best friend. One of my best friends. It's Tom Hearn. Oh, like, yeah. And we were just. He's he, a comedian on the scene. Wow. Comedian on the scene. We were friends, and we were just we were young, and he was being a bit of a shit, and he knows he, he's okay with the story. And I just screamed at him. I was like, "You're being an idiot." I was like, you're going to die in there. And he was going through the waterfowl park all by himself really late at night. Wait, drunk. you were screaming to save him? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my <laughs> I God. Know, not the same thing. It's but like, I, no, no, but I was mad temper. at him because he kept, he kept egging me on and yelling at me back. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're going to die. And good on you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Natalie, what about you? Well, here's the thing. Not a yeller at all. Not a yeller. But if you poke me. Then I explode. It's one of those things. <laughs> Wait, so like, what not a yellow. So say we're in a like say we're in a fight. Like you and I are in a fight. Okay. And 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 I'm trying to be reasonable and I'm trying to talk to you. And if you're like the like jab here and there, or a little jab here and there, there mm. there, and then something will happen. Something will happen. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then it's just lose my mind. And I'm just monologuing in your face. Oh, you're monologuing. <laughs> just going off. And you did this and you said that because I'm clocking it all in my head sometimes. Oh, you collect Whoa. it all. I collect it. And then one day I'm you I'm an blow. improviser. You gotta take everything and use it. Oh, you're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, um, I squinted. No one could see yeah. it, but I squinted with disgust. Yeah, yeah. Trisha was <laughs> judging you. This is a safe space. <laughs> yeah. But it, it won't happen if we're having a regular like argument, normal yeah. argument. It's fine, but it's when like you, you just keep jabbed. going, little well, it's jab. Not fun to be teased. No, but I'm a jabber too, so I oh. understand it, and I think that's why it gets to me because I know what you're doing because right. I do it. Okay, so Crazy. when you guys are in, let's say, intimate romantic relationships, yes. do you find you're the more passive partner? I, I was. Yeah, I, I, in my, like, in my past relationships, I was for sure the passive one. For sure. Now I have a little bit more confidence. A little spicy. A little, yeah. I was always, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think now I got a little bit more, like, sass mm. to me now. I don't know for, like, I don't know. I guess passive. My past relationships, I'd be like, if we were about to fight, I'd be like, I'm going for a walk. I need to walk this off. Hmm. And then I, because I wouldn't want to yell, I want, I'd want to have a clear head if we had to have a talk about something. And now I'm like, kind of similar to that, but more like, again, yeah, like more like a discussion based, like, I'm like, okay, well, this is what upset me and why it upset me. (laughs) And then I listen to what they have to say. And then are you, are you guys, did you both come from families that deal with anger in a positive way or do you have any people with hot tempers in your family no we just didn't deal with anger it wouldn't it was we were a joke family everything's fun everything's jokey you sound irish (laughs) (laughs) that just sounds irish does it actually i'm irish (laughs) really but it's like it's either repress it and then explode mine was angry irish Oh. Is angry irish don't talk about it no we're italian so we you're italian yeah we were italian didn't yes. know that. My mom's side's all Italian. And it's very like everything's fun, everything's jokes, 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 and then it'll build and build and then there's an explosion. So oh, that's wow. my life. I don't we never like I don't know, my mom is like very like fairly quiet. Like she I've never heard her raise her voice. My dad could raise his voice, but never in a way that you were like, I'm scared, he's so angry. Like in a way that's like 
he just like more gets frustrated and stubborn like and I think I get frustrated and stubborn mm-hmm. so it doesn't come out as like yelly screamy it comes yes. out more like well why are we doing this then do you <laughs> like, find yourself drawn to people who have a fiery passionate emotional side because I find yes. people love the other yes yeah. yes yeah yeah yep yeah for sure Probably, yeah. I want to, like, the go most back part. and forth with someone. Yeah, that's fun. Like, hit me with something, I'll hit you back. Oh. Not hit me. <laughs> like, with a dialogue. I think what Natalie's saying dialogue. is it turns her on when men hit her. No! Oh, my oh God, God, no. God, take that out. <laughs> Yikes. We can't. And there's no such thing as editing in podcasts. Edit, edit. Backspace. No, it's okay. You're, you actually have a partner that's very nice. He's the nicest man in the whole wide world. He's literally the kindest man in the whole world. Yes. But he'll still be sweet. able to go back and forth with me. He was on the podcast. Uh, if you're listening, and you, perhaps you're a fan, he oh. was Christian Smith, and he was on an episode with Kevin Vidal in the panel discussion. Oh. And he's yeah. such a dream. He's a Follow dream. Him. Yeah, that's he's great. Nice. He is. Yeah. On social media, not in real life. Not in real life. I'll uh, fucking kill you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the temper is wow. coming. Oh, wow, wow. Someone said they weren't hot tempered. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so mm-hmm. you guys are pretty level headed, even keeled yeah. individuals. But um, what are the things that happen in life that have uh, gotten you a little fiery? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for me, uh, when I was younger, I would like I'm like I was pretty quiet as a kid and then I played a lot of sports and my dad said to me last weekend actually he was like yeah you you never got angry when you played sports except when you started to play hockey he was like something came out of me and it was because I know what it was was because there was a girl on our team who was like very tiny and like probably the best hockey player I've seen <laughs> like she's so talented I was like she's gonna be in the NHL for sure uh, and she'd always get picked on on the ice and like she like she like they'd slam her under the boards and stuff and that would make me so angry because I was like mm-hmm. it's not fair you're picking on the little one mm-hmm. and so I'd get angry and riled up and I'd go after them and like bonk them into the boards so I, I think it's always that. when people yeah. like are mean to other people because I don't like it and I'm like there's no reason or like customer service when people are like angry at customer service people are like are really rude that really riles me up I might not ever say anything to the person but it like gets me like really angry yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah that's good I also had it with hockey <laughs> you played, played hockey too for like 15 years I played for so I long I played ringette for like Whoa. 14 15 years guys oh we my can God. we all have taught Let's go for a skate. some guy to skate at some point yes <laughs> I've done many skating lessons oh. um well you know <laughs> One day, dude, you're One still day. young. I'm still young. I'll find a nice man. That's not what I mean. I'm just teasing. Oh, I'm so glad I edit my own podcast. <laughs> I as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so funny. funny. I'm going to totally you trim that. You can put that. it in. That's, so funny. Funny. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. my God. That's comedy. Trisha's comedy. a lesbian yeah. if you haven't and caught Lindsay on. Lindsay was just homophobic. No way. <laughs> I also played hockey for a long time and would also get really angry, but not because because you're such a nice person. You got oh. angry because people were picking on other people. Yeah. I got angry when people sucked. <laughs> So <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I had that too. Though yeah. I would yell stuff on the bench. Hate it. Get off the ice. <laughs> if you're tired, why you still? Why out you there? still out? Thirty second shifts, everyone. Maybe get they the need fuck it off though. The ice. Maybe they no, need it. I would get so, and not to say that I was even great. Because honestly, let's be real here. 
I was mediocre at best, <laughs> but had the mouth of a sailor. I was. On the, the ice. Oh my god! I feel so, like a kindred That's spirit. Yeah. I would. Other girls would actually tap me on the bench and go. Yeah. Stop it. The same. Because I would yell, hustle! Like, back to the bench because I want to go on. And, and you're just milling about. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if you're not going to do something, about. get off the ice. Mm. I would get so mad. Not in my own, like, my own league was really good, like, because everyone was, was very good. But I played high school, and that was, like, people who were just, like, trying it out for the first time. I had to quit. I couldn't no high handle school. it. I couldn't handle That's high school That's not when you hockey. try out hockey. No. I, was I like, started in off. high school. In a high school league? Yeah, I wasn't very great. I wasn't bad, though. Like, I was pretty good. Just, yeah. like... I probably You would. made it sound like you're an enforcer. They're, like, they're picking on that person. I'm gonna Quite go over trip. there and yeah. deal with it. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, like, you know, I was, like, good size, and, like, I could skate really well, and had a good shot on me. Oh, that's good, then. Yeah. I wouldn't yell have yelled at you, then. No, I think it was pretty good. I was, like, one of the better of if the team. If it's, like, a minute, you've been on the ice way too long. You're tired. Yeah, you gotta I get I love off. this conversation. <laughs> I love this. And also, you know what's so funny? Natalie, you're like, I, I don't have a temper. All your stories are like... <laughs> hey, I'm pulling it out right now. Yeah, yeah you are spicy. I'm just talking out. more about relationships. I, do, I just don't want to have a, ever have a screaming no. match or a yelling match in a relationship. Oh, and now I feel like a psycho. No, because I'm I do psycho. I do have them. I do have them, but you ha- it has to get to a point. I will never just start off yeah, no. that way. You it's gotta like, get there. And then, and then it gets you there. You gotta fuck after. Then you fuck <laughs> Like to make up. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. That's good that's stuff. That's fun. That's a good stuff. But you're I, a yeller, like, right away in no, relationships? No, I don't know. If not, yeah, I just too frequent. Not right away, but I'm, I just... Okay. I, I lose my temper real bad. And also, so bad that I don't think I've had a ton of makeup sex. Because oh, anytime I've tried to have it go. after, some guy's like, you're me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have sex with you now oh, that I know no. you can't take that shit back. Have you ever... Oh, I was just going to ask, because you already just said it. I was going to say, have you ever had, like, a yelling match with a friend? But you just said you yeah, did. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, have you ever had a yelling match with a friend? Yeah, but only people that were, like best 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 yes, the closest like the closest right, yeah. where it's like a sibling level closeness yes i i actually i find fighting a, a form of intimacy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you trust them you trust yeah. them to see a bad side of you it makes me sad as i've gotten older with certain friendships that i get afraid to have fights with them because yeah. i'm like i don't know how often i get to see this person and then mm-hmm. yeah I read, true. A, read an article that said your, like, meanest friends are, like, the best friends that you should have. Like, not mean, but, like, your more honest friends yeah. who won't, like, put up with shit are, like, the people that you, like, should actually really want in your life. Yeah, you need That's someone to uh, yeah. tell you what they really think sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I love those friends. I'm just not, I think I'm not as great at being that friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it when someone tells me, but I'm so scared to be mean yeah, to same. one of my friends. Me too. I have a hard time. Or, like, not mean, but, like, tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, yeah. It's not I fun. I want to be their friend. And then I just cry, probably. <laughs> I always appreciated friends who are like, I don't know if I like your boyfriend. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You, well, you I have tell. a bunch of friends who, yeah. after the relationship end, they're like, I never liked that guy. Yeah. And you're like, tell me. Tell yeah. me that. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. not good. You gotta have the friends who will tell you because some you don't you, you don't want to be with the person that your friends don't really like that much. No, no. Or like, don't feel like they're like trust. Like, if you're with somebody that your friends are like, we don't trust them, then you're like, oh, something's up. 
I had this amazing friend. She's wonderful. I was going through a horrible, horrible breakup years ago in university. And she sat with me all night long and I cried and I cried and I cried. It was so horrible. And she was like the best friend. It was hours. And she was like, okay, Nat, I'm going to go to bed now. She's my roommate. I'm going to go to bed. Like, you're okay? And I was like, I'm okay. Thank you so much for doing this. The moment she closed her door to go to bed, I took a cab to his house. <gasps> Horrible. I was like oh. the worst human being. I like sat there. I listened to her. I listened to her all the while thinking in my head, as soon as this is done, I'm going to go see him. Oh, wow. So sad. Wait, she <laughs> stayed up with you? All night long. All night because you were upset. I was, I was so upset. She I stayed up with me all went. night long. Yeah. Horrible. I was like 19 and just like that's why yeah yeah I was like, thank you so much for all do. of this i'm gonna go I try to get go. back with him now oh, like a psycho you get back with him? of course like four or five different times nice oh my god <laughs> oh my god sorry we got off topic there do you guys yeah. get the 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 deep shame from anger i have deep shame yes i'm so embarrassed uh, that's my biggest yeah. my biggest problem is i i get really deep sense of like am I a bad person because I have a bad temper or because in an argument I go for the jugular sometimes yeah am I a horrible human being yeah I get that I feel yeah I understand that yeah it's hard because it's hard it's like also being angry is like so vulnerable too or like like any kind of emotion makes you feel vulnerable so like it makes after you're like oh do I do that all of the time Mm -hmm. or is it just in this one situation or like yeah it's it's interesting. I don't even realize sometimes that I'm making a jab, and then I'll they'll say to me like, "Don't you just said that to hurt me?" Natalie, mm. what's it? What's a Natalie jab? Oh God, I'm trying to even think of one right now. But like it would like either a mocking tone, like I've done that before, where it's like I'll say something back and be like, "Oh, oh, cause cause da 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 da." I've done that. Whoa. That's not that mean. That's mean to, like, look at someone who just said something to you and go, Ooh. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like, back (laughs) Like, you're a fucking child. (laughs) So funny. Yeah, the way you do it's kind of cute. (laughs) It's kind of cute the way you do it. It's really not that cute. It's not cute. Why are you mocking me? Yeah, it's like that. Like, don't mock me. Don't mock the way I say things or, like, something like that. I'm trying to think of, like, it's just... Yeah, little things that I know are going to so trigger them. So, with you, for everyone who's ever been curious, what's it like to be with Natalie Metcalf? <laughs> it's like a death by a thousand tiny paper cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll yeah, bleed yeah, out yeah, eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I hate when I do it. I don't want to do it. Right. Like, I don't... Nothing in me wants to be mean. And then it it'll just Except comes something out. does There's something in there mean. that goes like... You said... you. you you like you tipped me off. Here it comes. Yeah. And then I go, no, 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 don't, don't say it. And it comes out, and you go, fuck. Yes. Now it's an uphill battle. <laughs> yes. Uphill battle to like. I've never been passive aggressive. I've only ever been aggressive aggressive. Yeah. And so I feel the shame and the regret, and yep. I watch things come out of my yep. mouth. Yeah. I definitely I'm have that. Starting to realize that I'm very passive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like don't say anything. I just listen. Like I never like, or I'll be like, that hurt me. I don't. That I didn't like the way you said that. So <laughs> like wh- that's my exact tone like and that. everything. Like, Whoa! Do you cry? <laughs> I'll cry. Like sometimes, not really. Honestly, I cry every other day of the week. But right. in an argument, when I feel like it's a discussion, I usually don't. I might mm. after, mm. but like in the moment, I'm more like, that's not. That's not nice. 
what you just said. <laughs> like, Trisha. I tru- like, truly, like, often I'm like, why are you, like, or if I feel myself starting, like I said, starting to get, like, a little bit, like, riled up. I'm like, I gotta go for a walk to cool off because Do I don't want to yell. I might have slammed a door, too. Okay, I did punch a wall is. once. Okay. Uh-huh. I did. I, I didn't punch. I slapped it. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what, Trisha? Trisha, I don't know you very well. I thought I killed my dog. That's what oh. happened. She ate chicken bones oh. at Christmas, and then I, I screamed, and then I slapped the wall because I was so upset that I thought but I killed... But you're upset at yourself. Yeah, because I thought I killed my dog. That's where my anger comes out mostly is, at I think, at myself. Oh, wow. It's not at other mm. people. It's always at... I'm like, why did I do that? You idiot! Oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, I was. although I did think I killed Maggie. Like, I was like, I left the bones out. She <laughs> ate them. She's going to die. And I was scared. And I, my well, my roommate left the door open. I'm remembering this now. I must have taken it out of my brain. My sweet roommate, Mike Lee, ha- left the door open. And I was like, why did you leave the door open? <laughs> like, oh. it was more, like, upset. But I guess that's probably the angriest. Oh. Trisha. Yeah. I know I don't know you very well, uh-huh. but I have a deep-seated desire to have you lose your shit on someone. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't it's, know why. It, it doesn't, like, because I think it would be such a, like, a rare occurrence and a probably, like, probably a release. I don't have, like, a lot of anger. I think I have more frustration than anything else. Right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, lost my shit on somebody. Maybe you're just zen. See, me seeing someone not getting angry, I assume, oh, they must be stuffing it in the back of their head and avoiding it. But maybe you're just zen and you have a very healthy approach to things. I guess. I just don't, I think I just, like, I don't like the feeling of anger. So I, like, would rather be, like, okay, how can I, how can I, like, how can I take it and make it more of a, like practical thing like how can i like discuss what's what's upsetting me feel your anger coming and you can make it go a certain way that's not anger i I can only make it sometimes if it's there because it's never it's not there a lot but when it's there it comes out as full anger you know what for me it inhabits me i see it as a compulsion Mm, i think my mom has asked me why why do you get so mean when you're angry and i go sure or that more people have said to me you like fighting I don't like fighting. It's like a compulsion. It's like once I right. feel the anger, I have to complete the act of being yes, angry yes. to experience it. Yes. Because I'll go crazy. Yes. It's the same to me. It's like I'm eating dinner and I need to have dessert after because otherwise I won't feel like I'm done eating. So I need to get all the <laughs> anger out. Oh, that. Otherwise, I'm not like I, I, otherwise no, it's still there. Yeah. Like I have to get it out somehow. Yeah. I gotta have the dessert, otherwise I'm gonna keep eating. Natalie, we need you back on another episode. <laughs> yeah, all of whatever that. that is. Oh my god! So <laughs> someone funny. out there will understand me. I'm sure they will, I'm sure. Guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all your feelings. Always. Um, will you guys tell us a little bit about your show at Second City so that people can come see it? It just opened. We just it opened. It just opened on October 10th. Yes. What's it called? It's called If I Could hashtag throwback time yeah you can just say if i could throw back time if you want to or not you include throw the hashtag, in the hashtag hashtag uh or if you just want to call it throwback you can do that too uh <laughs> second city every night other than mondays tuesday yeah, sunday in toronto in Come toronto. toronto second city 51 mercer street it's a very fun show nostalgic show nostalgic show oh, yeah very 80s of, yes. very 80s very fun uh good like point of views it's an all-around 
fun time. Oh, it's great. It was really yes. good. I had a lot of fun. Thank yes. you. Thank you for being on the show. Please uh, promote something. Oh, go ahead, Nat. Um, uh, other than this show, there's another show that I'm a part of, but I can't do it on a regular basis. It's called Hook Up. Set Trish is also a part of it. Um, uh, every Saturday night at Bad Dog Theater, it's a completely improvised like love story between two strangers who we interview, and then we um, show them what it would look like if they hooked up on stage. Basically, it's so fun. It's always sold out. So. Always yeah. sold out. So yeah. get your tickets early. It's a, a, it's a wonderful show. show. Bad yeah, Dog so Theater. Fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll promote. I have a theater company based in Tweed, Ontario, called Tweed and Company Theater. Uh, we do shows all year round. Uh, so if you're in Tweed or in the area, check us out. Uh, Tweed and Company dot com, I think. <laughs> oh my God, it's your company. Yeah, I never know the websites. <laughs> Just follow oh, us on Instagram, Tweed and Company Theater. Oh great! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I'm sitting here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with a good friend of mine, Ryan Irving. Hi, Ryan. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Good, good. Um, Ryan is a friend of mine from theater school, uh, and years later, he has let me crash on his couch uh, while traveling in Vancouver, so thank you. Anytime. Um, so, Ryan, you have a story about losing your temper. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. And you're a pretty calm guy. I think so. I like to think so. I don't I don't think I've ever even seen you angry. It's an, yeah. I, it's an internal rage. Internal. Like the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. Except I'm never angry. It's the opposite. Oh, okay. You're Except just... for this one time. What happened? Um, so it was, let me set the scene. It was 2004 when this happened. Mm-hmm. I, um... I was in middle school. I was going to, uh, this was grade eight. And I, at first, didn't get to go to this school that had all my friends in it. And I really wanted to go initially because I was very popular uh, a couple years before in grade six. You were very popular in grade six. That's a good year to be popular. Kind of, yeah. I Ryan peaked early. <laughs> and it's been on a downhill since that year. <laughs> okay. Um, but... All my friends liked me. All the girls had crushes on me. I was good at the sport. Everyone played soccer because I was the fastest kid on the team. And, uh, yeah, I peaked really early. Fast runner. And, fast. Uh, it really, you know, being a fast runner holds a lot of weight when you're 11. <laughs> no one gives it a does. shit now. No, no. <laughs> no. No, I tell people all the time. It's on my resume and no one cares. No one cares. Uh, so I uh, was moved to a different school because my parents wanted me to go to a safer school. The The school my friends were going to wasn't known to be uh, great. And I hated the school they put me in. I got bullied a bit, didn't have any friends, felt like an outsider. Uh, so after much pleading, I finally, in grade eight, went back to the school my friends were at. And uh, to my dismay, it felt like everyone kind of changed. Everyone was going All the through. people that you knew before? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone's trying to be cool instead of just playing soccer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Which makes sense. And I tried to, and I'm, I'm still trying. I don't think I've ever gotten cool, but I would disagree. I think you're very cool. But anyways, I. <laughs> that's nice. Um, so, kids were starting to drink and experiment in drugs, and I didn't 
I felt that was too much and kind of a bit mature for me. I tried some. Uh, I think I smoked pot for the first time in that year, and uh, that was an awful experience. I smoked it out of a little kazoo, and it started to melt. Um, real dumb. Um, and so it's the end of the school year, and uh, I'm coming back from lunch with a couple of friends, and in the parking lot on the way back to the school, there's some sort of tussle going on uh, between the bullies that I had all year long, these three kids, Anders, Pat, and this kid that everyone called Mayo, because that was his middle name. Anders, Pat, and Mayo. Like mayonnaise. Lovely. It was very strange. Okay. And on the other side was a kid at the time I would call my friend, uh, Jordan, who was being picked on because Anders had apparently said some racist joke that Jordan did not find funny. And so they were going to fight about it. And so this group of kids kept growing and we joined and they were laying down the rules to the fight. And they said, okay, here's the rules. No weapons. Rule number one. Okay. Rule number two, no one else can jump in the fight, just Anders and Jordan. And that's it. Those are the only rules. Those are the rules? That's Those, it? That's it. Okay. And then you fight now. And so I'm, I'm waiting and everyone's getting amped up. And on my side, it's me and all my childhood friends. Uh, and on the other side, it's these three bullies, this new kid, Scott, that no one really knows, but just kind of clicked with them early. Um, he's friends with the bullies? He's friends with the bullies. And he had just joined the school maybe a month before. Okay. No one knew what his deal was yet. He was just kind of... <laughs> just there? A weird, mysterious new kid. Seemed edgy. <laughs> okay. Fake blonde hair. <laughs> Fake blonde hair. Okay. Yeah. These are red flags. Yeah, Keep red going. flags. Um, and... My previous, like, love of my life crush for all of elementary school with all their friends were on their side. <gasps> and yeah, it's, it's just, it was heartbreaking at the time. And side note, derailing. So we're waiting for this fight to start, and you could tell both the kids in the fight don't really want to be in the fight. Because they're really nervous. Right. Especially Anders, the guy who kind of started this all. And wouldn't back down and apologize. So he's kind of sweating and and he spits at Jordan's feet and Jordan spits at his feet and then Anders spits again and then he and they just keep kind of spitting at each other's feet for a while and then Anders, you know, the clock is running down. Lunch is going to end soon, so he's going to amp this up. He takes his belt off. He folds it in half. His belt. His belt, and I thought no weapons. No weapons. That's rule number one. What? Um. And instead of fighting, he spits in Jordan's face, and then he starts sprinting back to the school, and everyone realizes there's not going to be a fight. He's chickening out, and that's when time just slowed down for me. My adrenaline's rushing, everything freezes in my mind, people are starting to run after Anders, and I have this slow-mo idea of, well, I could let it go, because it's not my fight, and that's rule number two. Yeah, because here's the thing, it's not your fight. No. So why were you so invested in this? Well, it's the kids that bullied me all year, and the school year's about to end, and this feels like... And they would have been picking on you. Yeah, they picked on me quite a bit. And so this felt like comeuppance. Like, finally, here's where they get theirs, except for they're not, because he's just going to run away. Right. 
And option B was to run after him. And I knew I would catch him first because I was still the fastest kid in school. And I made the mistake of choosing option B. And I sprint across the parking lot. And sure enough, I outrun everyone. And I grab him by the back of his denim jacket. And I don't really have a plan. So we just kind of, I'm swinging him around. And he trips on this little L-shaped curb in the parking lot. And he hits his head a little bit on the parking lot curb. And uh, and then I tried to kick him in the face. <laughs> you tried to kick him in the face? Yeah, I was, yeah, not my best moment. And uh, and he, he's covering his face. And so I can't, so I'm kind of kicking him in the gut too. I'm just kicking anywhere I think I can. And he's trying to whip me in the pants with this belt that's folded in half. And I feel nothing because it's just a belt and all the adrenaline's kicked in. And this other kid jumps on top of him, uh, who also bullied me a little bit, but... In this moment, in you the, are united. But we are united against yeah. these ultra, ultra bullies, this trio. Right. And Mayo jumps on top of him. So we've got this three-man doggy pile, and they're all trying to punch each other. And I'm on the side just trying to kick Anders on the very bottom. And I... As I'm trying to kick him, I I miss a step and I slip off that curb that's nearby and I lose my balance. And as I get myself kind of back upright, I, that I get knocked out and I don't know what happened. And everything goes white for me. They call it a blackout, but everything went white. And I later learned that's trauma of you losing the last five seconds of memory, basically. Oh, trauma is white. I, yeah. Yes, got it, okay. Someone told me that. And the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. And um, do you know you know when you turn a faucet on past dripping and it's just past a stream? That, and it's a constant stream? Yeah. That's my nose. Ew. I'm just streaming blood out of my nose. And it's not dripping. And so I know it's really bad. And there's a huddle of kids and everyone's talking about this sound they said did you hear that pop that popping noise i think okay that's really not good because that's probably my face and it turns out it was and everyone's wondering what to do next and as and this was because how did you break your face i wasn't sure yet and what it turns out is that new kid scott that no one knew came and jumped into the fight and clocked me in the face and it wasn't just with his fist. He had a rolled up uh, little thing of pennies in his hand. Oh, like those things that you roll money in, like coins? Yeah. <gasps> Something like that taped up in his hand. A fist of coins. And they called it a, a knuckle buster. <laughs> and it, it was dubbed that because it doesn't let your knuckles spring back when you punch something. It's so just, just like a brick to the face. Yeah, it took a... Oh my god. Brick and he fist. broke your face? He broke my face. And I wasn't sure how bad it was uh, until I went to the hospital later. Um, uh, so the cops come, the ambulance comes. I go to the hospital right away. Turns out he fractured my face in four places, uh, right along my nose and under my eye. The whole bone cavity of my cheek filled up with blood. So for the next week, I had to sit, uh, sleep upright um, because blood would just randomly drain from my face. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it was not a fun time. And I had constant nosebleed for maybe the next 10 years randomly. It kind of just stopped recently. And, uh, and while I was in the hospital, I also noticed that there was this little numb spot right by my temple. The doctor said, yeah, that's bruised nerves that might heal, it might not. And it never did. I still have that numb spot when I touch that part so of my face. So your temple is numb? Yeah, there's a small section that I just can't feel. Oh my god. Feel. Um and god, I re- <laughs> I regret it so much that slow-mo a half second and I regret the most when my mom came to the hospital. And I didn't realize how bad it was until she really walked in and just immediately broke down into tears. And so did my sister and, and my dad, but it was a mom that really got me. And so I made this silent promise to never fight again from that moment. And I never have uh, because I'm a fast runner. I typically just run away All right. <laughs> if someone tries to fight me, which is not often. But And after that, uh, I got a nice card from the kids at school. Uh, I was suspended for a week or so. And after that, it seemed, it felt like my friends drifted from me. And it felt like I got blamed for what happened because I broke the rule of jumping into the fight. Yeah. So it was kind of my own fault was what I heard through the hallways. So the next year I moved schools um, and I haven't really talked to anyone from that school since. I do you think if that had never happened that you would have one day in another scenario maybe older gotten in a fight with a stranger? Or I don't see you as a type know. outside of a bar fighting anybody. No, I like to think I'm not really a fighter and I don't get angry like that often. It's like but. I feel like young men fight because they have something to prove at that time. Yeah. Did I, it feel like that for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was mostly re- revenge, I think, was the driving factor. And I just wanted to prove to those three guys that it wasn't okay to pick on someone all year. That's the main thing I wanted to prove. Um, and years later, maybe seven, eight years later, I actually ran into all of them once. Oh, really? One at a time. They were no longer friends with each other. Uh, Anders apologized. We ended up being okay with each other. Mayo apologized uh, profusely at a bar one time. And uh, I accepted their apologies. And I was sorry, too. And uh, Pat couldn't care less. (laughs) I wasn't sure he even recognized or remembered who I was and blew me off. And so... But Scott, Mr. Coin Knuckles. Oh, um, but Mr. Coin Knuckles is the only one I never saw after that. Oh, my God. That school year. Wow. I, I have no idea. I he don't... might be in prison. <laughs> he might He might be. be in prison, but okay. I don't think I even remember what he looks like besides frosted tips. Oh, man. That's about it. I might have run into him on the street, and I have no idea. Ryan... Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I didn't mention this before. Ryan is an actor, just like me. We're both we're both we're both people who are lovers, not fighters. Yeah. Yeah. 
we feel things. Um, it's funny you mention that. I moved schools, and the school I moved to uh, put me in a different high school, and that high school teacher convinced me to keep going and pursue acting. And that's why I went to Mount Royal. And that's Which kind was of the college we went to for theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great. And so I think uh, if I didn't get in that fight, um, which I do regret, but we might not have met. You and me. I might not have pursued it, yeah. Well, then this is perfect. So it was a good fight to regret. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. Hot tempers. Yeah. That was a fiery, fiery episode, wasn't it, guys? So much so much anger in one podcast episode. So thank you to the three angry guys that were on it and the two mellow chicks. That was, by the way, not on purpose. It's just how it happened. Um, you know, I guess I'm the only angry chick I know. I should have looked harder. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't have, because I actually really loved that panel discussion. It was very fun to edit. I didn't even edit anything out of it because I thought it was so funny. God, what great guess. Right, guys? Great guess. Let's thank those guests. I want to say thank you to Eric Amber, Martin Dockery, Trisha Black, and Natalie Metcalf and Ryan Irving. Thank you guys for being on the show and being so great and truthful with your stories uh, and being so open. I loved it. Thank you to uh, Catherine Fogler for doing the podcast photography. Thank you to Kurt Furla, who did the graphic design on that podcast photography. Thank you to Matthew Reed for doing the music on this podcast. Thank you to Trevor Pullman. He edits with me. He's such a good editor. Thank you so much. Thank you to the boys at the Sonar Network, Michael Mangiardi and Cody Crane. You guys put out this podcast and you put out so many other great Toronto podcasts. So check out the Sonar Network and all the great stuff they put out. Seriously, guys, there's so many good podcasts podcasts to listen to that are from Toronto. Guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. I'm at Mullo. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. I also have a website, www.lindsaymullen.com. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and you've listened to, oh, I don't know, at least three episodes, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? Why? Just just hit the button. <laughs> what? You'll get notifications of when there's a new episode. Yep. And there will be new episodes every second Monday. So stay tuned for more Truths Be Told. Okay, guys. Till next time. Mwah. Keep that temper under control. Or don't. I don't care. It's your life. Bye-bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 